dummy that don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying You're the dummy that don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying Hey, hey, hey Welcome to our episode. Good girls go green. Green. I'm Julia. I'm Celia. We're no. (laughs) You don't want to be called the greenie meanies. No. Okay. That's what we should have called our Patreon people. I'll keep. Oh. Oh. Maybe we might need to. Any good girls go green super fans out there? If you want to be called the greenie weenies. No, a greenie meanies, not the greenie weenies. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. I heard greeny weenie. No, greeny meanies oh. with an M. What does that mean, though? Like, you're a meanie. You're a meanie. You're mean because you're green. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like this topic has definitely given me some edges. This podcast has given me some edges. <laughs> a little bit. So, I guess we are the greeny meanies. Or the greeny weenies. No. Depending that's on... why I vetoed it. Because <laughs> I was like, that's so I weird. I was like, well, okay. I guess, I mean, I'm not married to it. We'll keep workshopping it, but if you want to be a greenie weenie or a greenie meanie, let us know. know. Hashtag greenie weenie. Hashtag greenie weenie. (laughs) So, uh... We'll share it in our story. Poll. Do a poll. Would you rather be a greenie weenie or a greenie meanie? No, no. If they post something and they say hashtag greenie weenie. Oh, I see. That's how we'll know. Uh... Let me we won't that know. Hashtag. No one. Nobody's. It won't pop up on our feed. We should do a poll if we really want to figure out what what our public wants. Oh, there's five hundred and oh no, six hundred and seventy eight posts from hashtag Greeny Weenie. What is a Greeny Weenie? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous <laughs> about clicking on Greeny Weenie. <laughs> um, they're mostly just pictures of bikes and stuff. Oh, interesting. Oh, there's one pickle, uh, or one, one, <laughs> one post that's a bucket of pickles. Oh, greeny weenies. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess. Oh, there's a wiener dog with a green scarf on it. That's kind of clever. <laughs> uh, well, guys, there's your education there you for go. the social media for it. the day. We're done. <laughs> Uh, today we are going to be talking about something that's very near and dear to our hearts. Near and dear. Very relevant. Very relevant. Extremely relevant. We decided today to talk about it because yesterday we woke up to the world on fire. Yeah. We, so as you guys know, we live in Utah and yeah, we woke up and walked out our door and it was just smoke everywhere and a few it was kind of raining ash a little bit not yes. a ton i've not the most that i've, I've seen. seen more but yeah it was it was a little bit ashy my mm-hmm. car had a little bit of ash on it yeah and yeah we have some very neat pictures for the gram i think oh we at least i think maybe we so. can start posting pictures again maybe (laughs) maybe i forgot we took pictures yesterday yes we did we had a cute little photo shoot at the top of a very tall mountain (laughs) that overlooked all the air pollution it was very cute i'm gonna have to see if i can do for live pictures Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's a way to make it into a boomerang maybe that's on you insta julia because 
that is what we need. <laughs> That's the content that we need. You'll oh, have yeah. to go to our Instagram <laughs> at G underscore four podcast. For some quality pictures, if I do say so myself. <laughs> of Celia jumping for joy over the world burning down. Yep. Yep. There's that. Yeah. So if you haven't gathered today, we, contrary to what it sounds like, we will not be talking about forest fires. We've already no. talked about that in well, a previous episode. It'll be touched on a little bit, probably. It will be. But today, we're going to be talking about air pollution. Air pollution. Air pollution. Yes. So, so. do you want to hear some facts about air pollution to start off? Well, first, since we already kind of talked about the Utah fires, yes, I figured I would talk about that a little bit. Okay, yeah. Lead cool? us off. Absolutely. Okay. So, I was, when I was kind of jumping into this research, like Celia said, it was just relevant to us because we are in smoke right now. Yeah, you can hardly see a thing. Yeah, so I kind of thought that it would be cool for us to talk about what's going on with that. So on Friday, which was yesterday at this point, because we're super on it this week and recording Saturday. Yeah, we are. Um, but yeah, so yesterday smoke came into Utah from fires in Oregon and California that blew into the Salt Lake area. Um, and it made the air quality among the worst on the planet. (gasps) Yeah. No. So this area and like the Salt Lake areas and Denver as well, um, with all of the smoke that's been kind of getting blown into these areas Mm -hmm. it is in the it's ranking in the top 20 most polluted areas in the world right now wow yeah that's terrible so that's all just wanted to share that exciting great Great. just gonna sprinkle that little (laughs) which is so crazy to me because like when i think of super polluted areas i think of like areas around like big cities, major yeah, cities, major like major major cities where there's like smoke from factories, like right. in Asia, factories like majorly like, populated cities. Exactly, yeah. that's like what I picture. And I mean, obviously, most of the pollution right now is from smoke, and so it's like technically not that bad, or not like I guess from pollution. But it's all a circle, and we'll talk about it. Yes, and yeah. So, anyways, you got some facts for us? I have a lot of facts. I found a fact page on air pollution facts, and I wanted to pick the best ones. And so, hang tight. I feel like this will give a lot of information and kind of maybe leave you feeling a little... Heavy? Heavy. Yeah. I've also got some facts, but you might have the same ones as me. Maybe. Oh, sorry. Uh, Before we get into it, though... Let's cite our sources. Let, let's. You, yeah. we, we had the same brainwave <laughs> at the same time. Okay, cool. So my sources are who, who.int, conserveenergyfuture.com, and climatekids.nasa. NASA. 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 NASA.gov. Cool. Mine are fox13now.com and nrdc.org. Neat. Yep. Cool. Okay. All right, you ready? let's get into it. Are you ready? I hope I'm ready. We are not ready. Okay, <laughs> tell you now. Okay, so inhaling air pollution takes away at least one to two years of typical human life. 
<laughs> let that, that's why let that sink in okay let me just preface preface it <laughs> every preface. time every time every time um let me just preface this conversation by saying that yesterday like celia said we drove up to the top of the mountain mm-hmm. to go see what it looked like with all the smoke in the valley and one of our friends <laughs> rolled his window down <laughs> and i was like I was like, we need to keep the windows rolled up because I could feel my throat getting scratchy. And guess what Celia said to me today? What did I say to you today? <laughs> she said, oh, poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're weak. She said, I'm weak. And so Air pollution's with, not a joke, Julia. With all of these facts, <laughs> I would like to say that... You should keep your windows closed, guys. Do you, do you want to apologize to our friend that you just added hard, who no. also listens to this podcast? No. Consider yourself added. Yeah. Friend. Close your windows. If there's smoke outside, if there's obvious pollution outside, close your windows. How random. <laughs> well, you know what they say. What's random to one? person isn't necessarily random to the next (laughs) i know they say that i know they say that (laughs) anyways anyways next fact next fact next fact (laughs) it may present itself air or air pollution illnesses and diseases Mm -hmm. they may present themselves as little as burning eyes and itchy throats to as large as breathing problems and death see i had an itchy throat yesterday you could have died i could have died but you didn't but two years were shaved off of my life. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> uh, air pollutants are the most harmful when compared to other environmental pollutants. So okay. land and water pollutants. Yeah. By far, air is the worst. Makes sense. Because yes. you need air to breathe. You do. So. You do. And actually, I'll touch on this briefly. Um, women and children tend to be more susceptible, and old people, women, children, and old people tend to be more susceptible to air pollution because with children particularly, let me, let me find the fact. Okay. Is it because they're playing outside more? No, they have smaller lung capacity. Oh, that's And so because their lungs are small and they take up a smaller capacity, their surface area isn't able to get as much pure oxygen. And so Mm -hmm. they are more susceptible. And I think women's lungs as well, because they typically tend to be smaller than men's lungs. Yeah. And old people because they have old lungs cool so interesting fact there air pollution is not a recent occurrence in the 1950 in the 1952 in 1952 <laughs> the great smog of london killed 8000 people oh my gosh so do you remember hearing about that no i guess because you weren't alive in 1952 in the 1952 in the in the 1952 it's kind of around the time that the industrial revolution boomed and this great smog just kind of settled over london and it was i've heard about the river i haven't heard about the smog is Mm -hmm. that like uh no okay not really no not really okay um the interesting thing was that the smog lasted over london for about a week wow I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, false. <laughs> Hold, please. Fact check. Aha. I was right and more less so. I was right and wrong. It lasted four days. <laughs> oh, okay. So from December 5th to December 9th. And then it dispersed when the um, 
when the weather changed. So according yeah. to Wikipedia, it was a severe air pollution event that affected London in December of 1952. It was a period in December. of... In December. That's such an odd time because I feel like London is a very rainy place. Mm-hmm. And so like to have four days without rain, which is usually why smog sticks around, yeah. is that there's no rain. Yeah, and I mean, what what happened was it was a period of unusually cold weather combined with an anti-cyclone and windless conditions mm. and airborne pollutants, mostly from coal, to Yikes. create a thick layer of smog over the city. Yikes. Which, it changed once the weather changed, but yeah. 8,000 people died. Actually, wow. hold. Government medical reports in the weeks following the event estimated that up to 4,000 people died as a direct result of the smog, and 100,000 people were made ill by the smog's effects on the human respiratory tract. Oh my gosh. More recent research suggests that the total number of fatalities may have been considerably greater, with estimates between 10,000 and 12,000 deaths. Shoo! As the kids say. <laughs> so. No, thank you. Yes. I'll pass. Air pollution has been around for quite a while, but yeah. is, dare I say, a direct result of the boom of industry. Oh, for sure. So, air pollution caused by waiting in traffic increases the chance of death caused due to heart attack. So, if you sit in traffic a lot, you're likely more. You're more likely to die due to a heart attack. Is this like with your windows down? Nope. Because I've always felt like being in a car or like being indoors anywhere, like you're safer. You're not. Actually, indoor pollutants are much more dangerous than outdoor pollutants. Oh. So we're just all going to die no matter yep. where we are. Okay. Basically. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, toxic air pollution. Oh, I already read that. It's about children. Air pollution that causes smog affects dolphins and makes them suffer from black lung disease. Not the dolphins. Travelers to this one I read and thought of you. Travelers to the Grand Canyon are unable to see the other side due to air pollution. Yeah. Not always. I could see the other side. Could you do that? Could you? Did you think it was the other side? Was it a false other side? Um... I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That that was my intention. I feel gaslighted. <laughs> feel gaslighted by who? By the Grand Canyon or by me? <laughs> by you. Good. Um, I could see the other side, but it wasn't very like smoggy that day. That's good. It was good weather. Good. And good, good air, air quality. The best ways to reduce air pollution are by walking and riding a bicycle. Obviously. You stole that away from me. Sarah. Snatched. It's okay. Snatched. That's okay. I'll still talk about it later. Okay. Great. Anyways. Great. Air pollution from China can travel up to Central Valley, to the Central Valley of California. Yeah. Which is I mean, we live in a globe, so... The Earth's not flat. No. Julia. <laughs> you, you, you choose now to bring this up to me <laughs> that the earth is not flat sorry celia i guess uh we're just gonna have to go separate ways <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's a globe and so depending on wind directions wind speeds mm-hmm. all that stuff i'm sure it does yeah oh yeah you i mean there's the whole volcanic ash thing that yeah. when 
I don't know, I've never really been alive when a volcano has actively ashed across my state. I have a story. Do you? About volcanic ash. Oh, wow. From my dad, actually. Ooh, that's cool. Wasn't so, he, was he alive when Mount St. Helens erupted? He was. Okay. Yeah, so Mount St. Helens, which is on the western side of Washington, mm-hmm. um, it exploded. I could not tell you the year. He's told me this story so many times. Yeah. Um, but... He, at the time, lived in Spokane, which, for those of you who are not familiar with Washington, is, like, basically the furthest east that you can get in Washington it's without square being square side. It's all square. Not really, no. You, I mean, you have the square oh, side and then the little fingers. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the flatter. It's the side that is attached to Idaho. So, anyways, it's basically, like, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho is 30 minutes away from Spokane. So it's the furthest east that you can get in Washington in a major city. Uh, yeah. So he was living there at the time and um, he hadn't heard anything. Like, it's not like you can really predict a volcano going on. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, they, they knew that there was kind of activity and stuff. So they were kind of monitoring it. But there was no, like, on this day, the volcano will erupt. So right. keep an eye out. Yeah. And also... Nobody in Spokane was really paying much attention to it because who would think that a volcano blowing up over in western Washington would impact anything about Spokane? Right. So they just weren't really even thinking about it. Anyway, so he's going about his day. Um, and then around, like, I should I should get exact details from yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> Julia. But <laughs> anyways, at some point during the day... Um, this kind of dark cloud starts coming over and they're like, there wasn't any rain predicted, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just kind of a weird thing to have this dark cloud because Spokane's, unlike Seattle, Spokane is a lot sunnier. There's not, at least in, during like, you know, other than the winter time, mm-hmm. it's not as common to have big black clouds coming yeah. in. And so they're looking at this and they're like, that's super weird. And then all of a sudden, ash just starts falling and Ooh, falling and yeah. falling. And it looked like like it was dark and it was just like everything was covered in ash. It looks mm-hmm. like it had looked like a snowfall, basically, but yeah. everything was ash. And so what they did, my dad was telling me this, that originally what they did was the government got on and they were, or the mayor or whatever, got on and they were like, help us out, start like use your house hoses and start, like, hosing all the ash mm. to get it, like, off the streets and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like a communal effort. And so they all start doing this, and then, like, the next day or something, mm-hmm. they get back on, and they're like, stop doing it. The, the, all the ash is, like, clogging the the sewers oh, and, no. like, everything. Yeah. So anyways, but yes, ash can travel very yeah. far. Yeah. Especially because it's a volcano. But. Does it snow in Spokane? Yes. I would think that they would be equipped then with snow, like the snow plows. That's what they, I think just that's what they ended it. up doing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they, they just thought, oh, it's just ash. Ash is pretty light. If you've right. If you just, ash, it'll like, just kind of dissipate. Right. And so they were kind of thinking, oh, well, let's just like wash it down. Mm-hmm. They weren't really... I mean, they had never experienced anything like that right, before, so yeah. they didn't really think things through, probably. They were mm-hmm. like, let's just get it off our yards or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But I think that's what they eventually did, was mm-hmm. they just snowplowed it or something. Yeah. But crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Neat. 
Yeah. Someday my dad will have to get on the pod and <laughs> tell us. Tell us the real story. He, he can call in. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta know. We need to know the details. Yeah. He's probably like, Julia, you've missed a I know. part of the story. <laughs> He's like, I've, I've heard this story so many times. He's probably like, how does she not? <laughs> she doesn't really know it. No. <laughs> Julia. <laughs> I know. I need to start writing down stories. <laughs> you could do that. Tape recorder. Yeah. I well, guess we don't really use tape actually, recorders anymore. That's true. It's yeah. not a bad idea. Yep. Just voice memos on my phone. Yeah. Get the stories. Yeah. Get the goods. Yeah. Anyways. Yep. Back to uh, pollution. Back to air pollution. <laughs> um, outdoor air pollution ranks among the top ten killers on Earth. Hot outdoor stadium. So I'm okay no, indoors? No. No. Okay. No. Hold. Hold. Well, if if it's indeed true, then... I might owe somebody an apology. You owe me an apology. <laughs> Indoor air pollution is two to five times worse than the air outdoors. Okay. Boom. Roasted. But is that when it's so smoky like this? Well, I mean, it, it probably differs. I mean, obviously, if you don't have a fire burning in... Stop giving me that look. <laughs> obviously, if you don't have a... If you have smoke outside and you don't have smoke inside, Sure. But inside, you're not. I mean, right now, we're breathing air pollution. Okay. And it's two to five times worse. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. All right. But right now, with the state full of smoke. Well, just because you can't smell the fire in here doesn't mean that we're not breathing air pollution. Okay. That's true. Did you know that carbon monoxide doesn't have a smell, Julia? I do. That's why there's carbon monoxide detectors. We could be breathing carbon monoxide. Well, it's not deadly because our carbon monoxide detector isn't going. Maybe it's broken. (laughs) Who knows? I think about that a lot. Who knows? (laughs) Actually, I switched the batteries out the other day, but still. That's good. But still. Okay. My point stands. It does. You're right. But with the windows yesterday, I will not concede to that. (laughs) Okay. All right. You know, as a little kid, I used to go camping with my family. And I'd sit and the whole smoke follows beauty or whatever. You're sitting around a campfire. The campfire's kind of... Yeah, yeah. The smoke's blowing around. Right. It would blow to me. And I would sit there with my eyes burning and my throat burning. And I'd be like, I am pretty. (laughs) Just not. I was like, I'm stronger than all of you weak people who need to move when the smoke blows and i probably have, i am beautiful i am beautiful i'm probably i've probably got some kind of i was gonna say you're gonna have some early smoker lungs without even smoking i know it's probably why i've got bad eyes too because probably. i'd play this i'd Honestly. play this ridiculous game with myself as a kid stay in the smoke until you can't no see. no <laughs> almost worse i'd be sitting in the fr- in the front passenger seat uh-huh. of the car and we'd be passing cars with their lights on and i would play this game called stare into the lights <laughs> until you can't anymore <laughs> and we're learning all about oh. celia and her my destructive habits <laughs> thanks past celia for everything that's okay i played basketball and my mom would always gift me knee pads you probably need <laughs> to them. keep my knees good and uh, I was always like, no, mom, knee pads are so, like, for noobs. Like, I'm never going to use them. Yeah. And here I am. Actually, my knees, knee pads. my knees are fine. 
people in many cities wear masks continually to save themselves from air pollution. I saw somebody yesterday, actually, walking around with a face mask on outside, which, I mean, we're still living in a COVID world, so... It's not but too outside, uncommon, but outside, outside and he in was, Utah, he wasn't by himself, or, or he was by himself, and yeah. so it was just kind of odd. But then I was like, "Oh, it's so smoky. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's probably why." Yeah. Um. By not ni- by 1950. Oh my goodness. By 2050, <laughs> six million people will die per year due to air pollution. Yeah. Yes. In many parts of the United States, air pollution has reduced the distance of visibility by almost 70 percent. And as of 2018, 9 out of 10 people breathe air containing high levels of pollutants. Oh, you took that fact for me. I was mm. about so I was going to... Snatched. Do, but uh, yeah, no. That was so crazy to me. 9 out of 10. That means 1% of people... Don't. Do not. Yep. And I would even venture to say 10 out of 10 people now, because that's... Oh, yeah. That was 2018. Yeah. So now we're 2021, three years later probably 10 out of 10 i don't Likely know how, 10 out of 10. i don't know how you cannot like, right like how is the one percent like, i mean maybe the people that are in antarctica <laughs> I guess. at the mcmurdo station hitler hitler <laughs> <laughs> yeah hitler's breathing clean fresh air <laughs> great great uh <laughs> moving on um too soon <laughs> air pollution oh did i already say that air pollution is responsible for about seven million deaths per year oh you're taking all of mine yes Boom. that is also true roasted again <laughs> and the western pacific region alone has around 2.2 million people die each year which means that about every 14 seconds a person dies from air pollution oh my gosh that's so, all my facts so basically there's a lot of things that we need to think about staying alive um you can't tell by the way i feel how i come a woman's man no time to talk <laughs> sorry go on staying alive staying alive wow that was Celia's version of staying alive bow bow Bow, bow. Wow. <laughs> Are you going to be my background dancer? Sure. I'll do the jazz hands. Jazz hands. Go, Celia. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, that's just, it's so crazy to think that, like, the thing that you need to live the most, air, is also potentially poisoning you. Mm-hmm. Or it probably is nine out of ten chances. Yeah, is and the crazy thing too is that like when you're going through everyday life, you're not thinking about it because you know you're just doing your life, and it's Mm -hmm. not like it's not like you step out your door and you take a breath and then you die on the side of the street. Right, right. (laughs) It's not that drastic. I mean, it takes about eighty years to kill you. Not yet. Not yet. But at some point, you could have lived to be ninety, but you're only you're dying when you're eighty. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, do you want to know, since we're kind of on the topics of death? <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a great segue. Let's, let's, um, <laughs> let's talk about that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know some leading causes of death that are caused by air pollution? Yes. Okay. 
Uh, air pollution leads people to be exposed to fine particles in the air that penetrates deep into the lungs and cardiovascular system, which is causing, which causes, but is not limited to strokes, heart disease, lung cancer, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and respiratory infections. Yeah. So for anyone who's like, well, everybody dies in 80 years or so. Yes. But the leading causes of death are these strokes and heart attacks and pulmonary disease. Yeah. Which are caused by air pollution. Right. And it's interesting that you, that like you also note that it's going to the bloodstream too, Mm -hmm. because I mean, it's it's kind of it makes sense that it's going to the lungs because right. you know the air that you breathe goes to your lungs but in your lungs you have all these branches that are taking air po- particles and sucking them into the bloodstream basically because mm-hmm. your blood needs air yeah and so if your air that your lung branches we're keeping it simple for the people at home yeah for viewers like you like me. <laughs> oh, yeah, like you. I was thinking the general you, like the way the PBS does for viewers like you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. But I guess you do. Well, whenever PBS said that, I would always say, you're welcome. Oh. I guess we were all weird I was a weird kids. kid. We were all weird little kids. <laughs> Anyways, at least I didn't stare at the headlights. Yeah, and that's why I've got some serious eye problems. <laughs> and lung problems. <laughs> um... But yes, so it just it just makes sense that it would get into your bloodstream mm-hmm. too. Yeah, because you're you're exactly right. I mean, the oxygen connects with your with your blood, and it probably over time creates mutations. Oh, it can lead to mutations. Yeah. So sure. cancer. Oh my goodness! It suddenly makes sense yes, why we're all sir. dying of cancer because you can't yes, escape sir. air. You can't escape air, Julia. Nope. You can't escape air. Can't run away from it. Can't go over it. Can't, can't, can't go, go it. Must go through it. Can't can't even go through it. <laughs> Must die. Must die. All right. Okay. Well, do you want to know where pollutants come from? I do want to know where pollutants come from, Julia. Since they seem to be causing so many problems in yes. all of our lives. Yes. So most pollutants come from energy use and production. Ah, I would concur with that. <laughs> would you? According to my research, yes. Um, <laughs> there's a caterpillar on my computer. Oh my gosh, I, I found a caterpillar yesterday. Where are you coming from? Celia, I don't know where they're coming from because I found one. It fell onto me yesterday. I was just laying in my bed. And I had... <laughs> Is it green? Is it one of the green ones? green and purple. And he's crawling across my keyboard. (laughs) Where did you come from, little one? Dude, I don't know where they came from because that happened to me. I was just laying in my bed yesterday on my phone and it was like a fever dream. I had just woken up from my nap and all of a sudden (laughs) I got a caterpillar on my finger and I like shook him off onto my pillow and I was like wait maybe that wasn't because like for a second I took him off and I was like that was a really weird dream uh-huh. but I was like maybe that wasn't a dream and so I looked up my pillows next to me <laughs> he was still there <laughs> so I took him outside um are they fleeing the smoke maybe but how are they how did they get in <laughs> how did they get up here how did they get in here <laughs> 
It's not like we're ground floor. That's two for two. I don't really like that. I don't want to wake up covered in caterpillars. <laughs> I don't mind caterpillars, but I don't really want to wake up covered in caterpillars. It was environmental. <laughs> and all it and we didn't kill it. No, I removed never it. Caterpillars. I removed it effectively. I took him from our computer and put him outside on our plants, where he will enjoy eating them all. Good. <laughs> Please don't make your way back in here. Don't eat us. Don't eat us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again. So we were talking about just pollutants and how where they come from. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, back on, on track. Back on track. Uh, if this is repeat, so, <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> we have been distracted. Yes. Effectively. Thoroughly so, derailed. And not by us, for once. No. Usually it is us. But I'm a little worried now that we found two <laughs> caterpillars in our third floor room. I know. Is this going to be like the flies? <laughs> I hope, oh gosh, I hope not. I hope not. That would be, we just start seeing caterpillars crawling up our walls. I don't even know what I would do at that point. Leave. But what if they're in everything? Move out. Sell everything. <laughs> burn, burn it burn. all. Start over. <laughs> burn contribute, the complex to the ground. Contribute to uh, air pollution. Just burn everything. Um, it's the only solution. Anyways, so most pollutants, we already talked about this, most pollutants come from energy use and production. So the other problem, like we kind of touched on before, is that this process also kind of becomes a loop because air pollution contributes to global warming and global warming, global warming of the planet creates smog, which creates more pollution. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Sorry. I was, I was thinking about caterpillars. Yes. I know. I'm focused. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> She's like checking her laptop, making sure that there's no more on there. I just turned to look at my notes and there he was right on my keyboard and was making his way downtown, I suppose. Um... Say it again, please. No, I'm it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So. Okay. So something that I was thinking about actually when I was doing this research, um, was a movie that me and Celia watched the other night. Um. What did we watch? You might remember it. It was called, and it had a very um, climate undertones. Was it penguins? No, penguins. Oh, I'm trying to think of any of the climate movies that we've watched recently. <laughs> you won't ever guess it. Um, no, just tell me. It was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, let me explain myself because I know that's kind of I'm out here there. with you on Also, it. for those of you who have not seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, it's been like 15 years. Get with it. Has it been like 15 years? I feel like it came out when I was like 10. 2009. Yeah. So So 10 years. Yes. 11. No, 12. 12. Because it's 2021. Yes. 12 years. It's been about 12 years. Yeah. So 12 years. Get with the program, guys. No spoilers here. (laughs) None. (laughs) So, okay. Follow me. You're with, you're with me on this I'm with, already. I'm though. with you on this. So this is just what I was thinking about was that, so in the movie, 
it's like people keep asking for food that they want. They keep mm-hmm. asking and asking and asking, putting these requests. The scientist guy keeps typing in the request into the machine, mm-hmm. which is up in the clouds, and the machine keeps producing, 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 right? It gets to a point where all of these asks, all of these demands are just stacking up so much that it just kind of is overloaded. The mm-hmm. system's overloaded. It can't handle any more. And so it starts having these crazy effects on the environment. So, like, with... In a normal... Like, in their normal world with this machine, they're getting these meals from the sky mm-hmm. that are meals that you would feed yourself. Like yeah. a normal size hot dog, a normal size hamburger, whatever. Once the system starts getting overloaded and overloaded, these weird things start to happen. The food gets really big or it's just kind of like a smorgasbord of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just kind of like not something that normally happens. And so what I like following my mind track a little bit, I'm trying trying to tie this together, (laughs) but basically like if we keep going the way that we're going, keep consuming as consumers the way that we're consuming keep asking and asking and asking getting new clothes like every week or every month Mm -hmm. or whatever it is and not having any regard for the long-term impacts of what that's going to cause it gets us in a situation like the one that we're in now Mm -hmm. with climate change being having these crazy things happen it's like you were saying, smog is not necessarily uncommon. Right. Forest fires, not uncommon. Snow, not uncommon. But to the degree that we're seeing them now mm-hmm. of having forest fires, like I was talking to one of my friends who's a teacher up in Spokane, and she was joking about how, which this isn't anything against her, it was right. just like, just crazy the fact that like it's so normal that the month of September in Washington is just known as, and August is just kind of written off as, oh, that's the smoke months. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like snow days. Right. <laughs> like, it's yeah, becoming the new, the new snow days. You get smoke days. It's so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And this has not always been a thing. And it's just crazy to see how drastically things are changing. We've mentioned the snow in Texas so many times. Like, that's not they they get ice storms. I remember growing up that they've had ice storms in like Dallas and stuff. Yeah. That's not necessarily uncommon. But the amount of snow that they got in the areas that they got snow in, that's not common. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the system overload that we're just demanding and taking and taking and taking and putting these things out into the environment without any regard for the long-term effects. Yeah. Absolutely. Like we were consuming at such a rate with such a disregard for the effects on the planet that eventually, eventually it's going to be, we're already kind of touching that point where it's kind of too late. And there's no solution to just fly up into space and shut down the machine. Right. We are the machine. We're doing (laughs) it. We need to stop. Yeah. So. It's a group project and nobody's doing their part. Where's the pizza? (laughs) Where is the pizza? I guess the pizza is the planet. Yeah. That's true. But I guess that's not incentive enough for some people. I suppose not. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Anyways, that was just a tangent that I, I just like, as I was doing this research, I couldn't stop thinking about how 
similar mm-hmm. that like just the climate undertones of that movie was yeah. just so crazy it was very interesting like if you if none of you have seen it and or read the children's book oh, it started I didn't know there was a children's oh yeah it started as a book the, the oh. thing is, is the book is not the movie the concept yeah. is the same but the book doesn't have any scientist i mean the book came out in 1978 oh so it's been around for a long time yeah uh it's about so the concept of the chew and swallow and it's it's not chew and swallow the cloudy the chance of meatballs book is very similar to the movie uh-huh. so the plot is that there's this town called chew and swallow and it rains food uh they the food is super great and super delicious everybody loves it you kind of just go with what's eaten or with you eat what's given, given to, you. to yeah. you uh and then after a point it starts to food starts to get bigger and bigger people start to get bored of it and eventually they construct boats of sandwiches and leave the leave the city mm-hmm. never to go back the take on the movie is different. It, it has all those undertones. Right. But they have that scientist in the machine. And you could shut yeah. down the machine There's and save the city. There's kind of like a whole plot of from yeah. here and there. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where it differs. But the concept's kind of there. So for anyone right. who's interested, go and... I, I grew up reading the book. So oh. the, I, I think the book is great. Yeah, I had and never the heard about the book. The movie's but... fun and cute. Kind of kitschy, but... Yeah. Um, it's on Netflix for those of you who want to go watch it. Is. It is. And so is the second one. Yeah. The second one's not as good, but I that's, the second that's one, typical. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, like, I mean, kind of, this is kind of a derail, but just another thought along those lines is that, like, kids' books and kids' movies like that, I mean, probably the, you know how every kid's book kind of has, like, a and this is what you should learn from this experience mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel like with this book and movie, it's like n- not to be greedy, mm-hmm. not to be, you know, demanding more than you need or whatever. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's some of those things that like, like foundational things that you learn as a kid that you just grow up in this world that we've created of consumerism and just like so much waste and it's just like mm-hmm. this world that like 100 years ago didn't exist i mean 100 years ago from i mean i guess not quite 100 years ago but like 1930s we were in the great depression mm-hmm. like greed like that is was unheard of yeah back then mm-hmm. they would reuse everything that they could and if it broke they'd figure out how to fix it yeah and now we're in a world of like Oh, my water bottle is getting a little bit smelly. <laughs> Let me toss it and toss get, a, it, new get one, a new one. You know, and it's just like, how do we? We need to change our mindsets. Go back to the basics. Go back to the children's books that we have read as kids, mm-hmm. and unteach those things that we've been taught in the society that we've grown up in. Right. You know? Which is hard to do. It's hard to unlearn. Oh, absolutely. The interesting thing is that I was kind of looking into the major contributors to air pollution. Mm-hmm. It's tied into everything that we do. Yeah, every single totally. thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like what we talked about last week with oil spills. Or mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, whenever that was. Yeah. 
yeah I mean if you want if you want a quick list while we're kind of on the subject yeah. I have a list of the major contributors they include the industry the the industry industries are contributors transportation mm-hmm. coal power plants household so household solid fuel usage fertilizer complexes cement factories thermal power stations sulfuric acid industry airplanes the fluoride industry nitric acid plants iron and steel industry refuse and solid waste burning which we do a lot of yeah tanneries meat and fish processing plants i mean it was a list that went on yeah. and on yeah of things that i mean we get so you don't even really think about fluoride yeah but and and it kind of comes down to you know some of that stuff on that list actually probably all of that stuff on that list is never going to go away completely right fluoride obviously some some effects on some people like your dad i've talked to your dad about how he thinks his headaches that he gets are associated with Mm -hmm. the fluoride in the water yeah um and so sometimes it does have different effects on people. Right. But yeah. in general, fluoride is important to keep your teeth clean. It is. I mean, there's and very significant diseases that come from not getting enough fluoride. Yeah. But the thing is, we have so many sources of fluoride. Right. And so, for, for instance, with my dad, I mean, he's kind of done personal experiments when he drinks water with fluoride versus water without fluoride. Mm-hmm. And his chronic headaches have disappeared. Right. I mean, he's had headaches for years on years on years, just every single day. It's just a headache. And in cutting out that water right. with fluoride element, his headaches are gone. I mean, there goes a plague of headaches. Right. Which yeah. is Which convenient. isn't the same for everybody. It's I've been not... drinking tap water my whole life and haven't had headaches. Exactly. But, it just know, it depends, depends from person on to person. Person to person. But industries like the fluoride industry, they're not going to go away. We need the fluoride anywhere. industry. Household waste. Or what was it that you said? Was it household uh, waste? Yes, it was refuse and solid waste burning. Okay. Or is it there's also household solid fuel usage? Oh. Those are the I both. got them mixed up then. Never mind. That's okay. I was thinking like toilet waste. Is that not Yes, refuse. Is yeah. that what you're talking yeah. about? Okay. Burning that kind of stuff, probably not gonna go away. I don't know. I don't really know. But you know, stuff like that just all of it. I mean, with the oil industry, it's not gonna go away. Right. Completely. The, I think the only like feasible solution in my mind is to start kind of thinking outside of the box. How can we do things differently? Mm-hmm. And also just thinking like, how can we slow the usage of all these things? Right. Because using them at the rate that we're using them is causing the destruction of the machine in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is actually kind of a great segue into a little bit of a teaser for our upcoming episode here in september yes i was thinking about that a lot actually today as Mm -hmm. we were doing research we've got a super super neat episode coming we had their interview yesterday yeah um i don't want to give too much away but it is a very neat industry that kind of talks about thinking things think about thinking well thinking about things differently yes yes so shifting that mindset and doing things just a little bit differently and honestly i think that's the only solution we've been doing things a certain way for so long Mm -hmm. and it's easy to get stuck in that well this is how things are done if it's not broke don't fix it right kind of mentality right and i mean for the most part like life has gone on life has been great honestly life has been more convenient probably right for a lot of people yeah 
And so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But mm-hmm. we're starting to see these effects of it is broke. It is broke. You can't, you can't say that it's not broke. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of, all right, we're working in the system to fix things, but maybe that's not it. Maybe we have to forget the system. Maybe we have to create a new system of how do we fix this or mm-hmm. how do we approach this differently. Right. You know? Yeah. Anyways, Anyways. <laughs> that's my soapbox today. Yep, I'm with you there. Um, so kind of to go back a little bit to like causes of um, pollutions. So effects of pollutions on people can be varying. Kind of like the same thing what we're saying of your dad with, with the fluoride. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to get headaches from the tap water. Right. He might, there probably are more people like him, but not, it's not affecting everybody that mm-hmm. way. Um, kind of the same with pollution. Um, it just has different effects on everybody. And it also depends on a couple of things like where you, like where you're living in relation to things that are creating pollution. So things like the factories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also has to do with the type of pollutant the length of your exposure, like are you outside in smoke for 30 minutes or all day working, you know, Um, and the level of pollution. So on a day like yesterday when it was super heavy, it probably did a lot more damage than, you know, another day where it's a cloud-free sunny day type thing. Yeah. Um, so smog, we kind of already touched on. It's when emissions from burning fossil fuels reacts with the sunlight. And it just kind of sits, especially we see it a lot in Utah because Utah is a valley. Mm-hmm. And so the smog, when it doesn't have rain, the smog just kind of sits in the valley. Um, and then soot is like what we saw yesterday from smoke fires. Um, it can also come from dust, dust and allergens, um, pollen we don't get that a ton here in utah but up in washington my pollen allergies Mm -hmm. go crazy i bet they do yeah yeah um so both can irritate like you said your throat and eyes um and it can cause damage to the lungs and then greenhouse gases are also something that we talk about a lot um but what it does is it traps the earth's heat in the atmosphere, and this is kind of where I started thinking about cloudy with chance of meatballs, Mm -hmm. is that it traps the earth heat in the atmosphere and it leads to warmer temperatures, which kind of creates this drastic climate change Mm -hmm. of, um, you know, rising sea levels, more extreme weather on both ends, super hot summers, cold, snowy winters in Mm -hmm. weird places. Yeah. Um, heat-related deaths are also a cause or a factor of these things, and the increased transmission of infectious diseases, which Ooh. was very interesting. Yeah. So, some things to think about. Food for thought, everybody. Yeah. So what now? You what ask. now? What now, Julia? Tell me what now. <laughs> so, um, there's this thing that's called the Clean Air Act. Okay. Yeah which was passed in the 1970s in the U.S., which put into place the EPA, which we've talked about before mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yeah, and I think we've touched on the Clean Climate, Clean Air Act. Yes, we have. Air, yeah, yeah. so one, I, I won't go one. into that a ton. 
Um, but just know that that has been put in place. Mm-hmm. Um, the article that I was reading, it probably was a little bit biased, but it was talking about how even though we do have this in place, it's important to make sure that it stays in place and stays focused on its goal because mm-hmm. it was talking about how, and we talked about this last week, or with the oil stuff too, is that these oil industries have so much power in legislation yeah. and in the government that they're lobbying people are out there and making moves with politicians mm-hmm. and they are taking the focus away from these, the clean air things. So um, we just got to kind of make sure that that continues to stay in place because as long as that stays in place, it'll kind of stop from unrestricted damage, I guess, um, from these industries. So that's important. And then let's see what else. Transition to cleaner fuels and industrial process is also another step that we're going to have to take at some point switching to renewable energy sources maximizing fuel efficiency in our vehicles not just our vehicles but i mean this is kind of a lot of these things i'm talking about at the top here are kind of on the industry we talk about you know we can do our part as much as we can as individuals but industries are really going to have to start rethinking the Mm -hmm. way that they do things yeah i think that's key because we can put our drops in the bucket, but when these big industries aren't doing their part, I mean, it's that whole group project concept. We're pulling the weight and no one is putting their name on the project. Yeah. Nobody's doing... The, the people that need to do the work are not doing the work. Totally. Um, and then also replacing more cars, trucks, and buses with electric vehicles. We're already kind of starting to see a movement towards that. And obviously right now it's not perfect because, you know, a lot of the technology for electric vehicles can be, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, that Mm -hmm. it's, it can be more, you know, detrimental to the environment with like the toxins for the batteries and all of that stuff. But I think when it's being compared to, you know, burning fuel, burning oil every day for gas you know, in a normal car. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just got to pick your poison a little right. bit. Yeah. Um, but we're already seeing like public buses transition to being electric. Yeah, we are. running electric. Uh-huh. So um, that's awesome. Awesome steps. Um, according to a report on the Clean Air Act. Okay. So this is kind of a, this is where, this is a direction that we could go if we, if we were focused on it enough. Mm-hmm. But so according to a report on the Clean Air Act, the annual economic benefits are up to 32 times greater than the cost of clean air regulations, including, um, so that first part kind of doesn't really make sense on its own, but the reason for those like economic savings includes 370,000 premature deaths Oh wow. that it could save, Yeah, you know? Um, and 189,000 fewer hospital admissions for cardiac and respiratory illnesses. And this is annually. Yeah. So if we're looking at these things, you know, if we have healthier people, they're going to be able to work longer. They're going to be able to not take as many sick days, Mm -hmm. not have to go to the hospital for, for a day instead of work. You know, we're going to have more people contributing to our economy because they're healthier. Right. And they're not dying because of the pollution that we have in our air. 
Let's save our people and not kill our people. It's a good thought. Good for that, guys. <laughs> um, so what can we do now as consumers? As yes. us. As we. As we. <laughs> um, Celia already stole my thunder, but Sorry. walking, riding a bike, taking public transportation, and carpooling as much as you can um, all cuts down on that overall emission right. toll. So... Those are all good things to do. A lot of this stuff, it's hard because it requires forethought or planning. You know, mm-hmm. you have to think, if it's not already part of your everyday routine, you have to think, well, let's see. The store is only a couple blocks. I could probably ride my bike to the store today. Yeah. You know, you have to make that conscious effort and then kind of be like, well, this would be better for the environment to do. Right. And it's hard to see because you're like, well, a two minute drive isn't going to impact the environment mm-hmm. that much. But it's every drop in the bucket both ways. Right. Both ways. Yeah. Um, looking into your power provider, which for renters, this is kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. But if you own a house, even for renters, I don't know if you're bold and out there (laughs) I guess I I think it's kind of it seems a little bit of an uphill battle for renters to approach your landlord yeah not and especially like in art apartment renters right like would we be able to really go and call our landlord who owns multiple properties and say change this it's more expensive for you because then it's more expensive for us yeah I think this kind of applies to homeowners and Probably, if you're a home renter, you probably could do it a little bit easier, too. Yeah. Um, especially if you're paying your own utilities. Right. You know, just talk to the people that you get utilities from. Talk mm-hmm. to them about it. Um, but look into options other than the normal um, ways you get power. Um, this could be, like, solar or wind, whatever your area might have. Just look into it. Because if you can switch... That's why not switch. drop in the bucket. Yeah. yeah. Um, consume less, use less. Kind of going back to the whole cloudy chance of meatballs thing. If we're consuming, 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 we're creating this need for production and production and production, which is putting out emissions into the atmosphere and it's just a whole cycle. Yeah. So sure. consume less, use less. Buying power is everything in our world. So we always talk about the consumer has the power. If we're not getting clothes every week, stores aren't, if everyone's not getting store clothes every week, stores aren't going to have such a high demand to have backups of clothes and clothes and clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so it'll slow the production down in theory. This is all. It's all, theory. it's all in theory, <laughs> really. Um, and then another, we always talk about this on the podcast, but buying local food and local goods. Both of these are just, I mean, in general, it's good to support your local economy. But even besides that, we talk, to, we talk a lot about, you know, buying local for anything is cutting down on transportation. Instead of you going to the grocery store and getting food that's shipped to you all the way from Florida. Instead, you're going to your local farmer's market or whatever and getting food that was grown 30 minutes away from you. Right. And that cuts down so much transportation, not only cost, but also just the emissions from that. Mm -hmm. So some things to think about. 
Um, I feel like I talked a lot on this episode and ranted a little bit. <laughs> um, that's okay. I did too. But I think there's air pollution, air pollution, pollution in general yeah. is kind of one of those subjects that I feel like it, it feels to you, to you as the consumer that there's nothing that you can do. Yeah. And to some extent, if that, that thing that you tell yourself that this is not possible for me to do, that feels true. Yeah. But at the same time, let's work on some small and simple ways. And as people, I mean, people watch. Yeah. They really do. And it's just even for the small. That's what marketers are trained for. That's why we're starting to see a transition to companies trying to be more eco-friendly. Because marketers are seeing marketers marketing people yeah um they're seeing a trend in people wanting to be more environmentally conscious right and yeah it's exactly what you said if more people are jumping on this bandwagon jump on there's gonna be demand i think about an example where shame your friends who don't have reusable straws shame your friends into getting reusable straws (laughs) shame your friends into getting reusable bags peer pressure can sometimes work for your benefit honestly peer pressure (laughs) is the way to go sometimes (laughs) uh but if there if you want your community to ride more bicycles yeah uh and you ride a bicycle, you get your friend to ride a bicycle, they get their friends to ride a bicycle, suddenly you have a boom of bicycles, Mm -hmm. your little town, or wherever you're at, your city, is suddenly going to have a demand for bicycles. Yeah. Bicycle shops will start to show up. You have the city bike initiative that mm -hmm. starts to show up. Yep. And that... Becomes a snowball effect. It does. Everyone's jumping on. Anyways, it's been a soapboxy episode. Probably a little yeah. longer than our That's recent what episodes. That's what people listen to hear us talk, so, so <laughs> what else do you expect? <laughs> we are the soapbox. Yes. Well, thanks for listening to another week with us here at Good Girls Go Green Incorporated. Incorporated. Wow, that's like a dot .gov. Dot .org. Dot .org. Um, yeah, we aren't an incorporation yet, but maybe someday. Maybe. If you Venmo us at Julia.Slawoski <laughs> or, <laughs> or at, at Celia-Linford. There you go. Um. <laughs> Taking donations now. Yes. Um, it's, we love, we love doing the podcast. We but do. It takes a lot of work and energy. So we love support from you guys. Yes. And um, what else? Let me. Thank you to our current supporters. Yes. Thank you to our current supporters. Thank you. We are so grateful for you guys. We couldn't do it without you. We really could not. Honestly. We, we, yeah. We, we might be, still do we it, be dead. but yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> um, so also another thing, if you don't have the money to support us, an easy way to support us is by downloading these episodes, subscribing to our channel or whatever yes on spotify you cannot subscribe on spotify but you can subscribe on itunes yeah and on itunes and i think google play too i would i would assume google play so please subscribe subscriptions subscribing are huge you don't have to pay anything for a subscription all it does is that it shows that you support us and that you're downloading episodes every week yes that's all it does it it. doesn't take any of your money that's all no nothing you just gotta click a button click a button no payment, nothing. And also, writing reviews helps, helps us out. We love reviews. We, we love, love reading reviews. the reviews. We, I love reading reviews. We should go through reviews again soon. We should. Um, 
yeah, just you can either do a rating or a little comment thing saying how much you hate our voices or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take hate too. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got for us. Um, our Instagram and Twitter, we already did a shout out on that, but it, we're at G underscore four podcasts. Our Facebook page is Good Girls Go Green. Our email address is goodgirlsgogreenpodcasts at gmail.com. And you can check out our website, goodgirlsgogreenpodcast.com. And if you want to support us um, on Patreon, if you don't want to Venmo or you don't want to subscribe to us, we'll also you can, take Patreon. <laughs> you can go check out our Patreon to support us. Um, either go to patreon.com and search us, Good Girls Go Green, um, or you can look on our bio, Good Girls Go Green um patreon we've got it on there too yes and then it's on our website as well so lots of places you can uh see our patreon lots of ways to support us we appreciate you guys and we'll see you guys next week bye bye you're the dummy that don't believe in science written on your forehead always be denied you're the dummy that don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying Hey, hey, hey